This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajma Show. My name is Peter Kim, your host. And I'm Unji Kim, your other host. Yes, thank you so much for listening and coming back to this show. We love you. Wow, uh, we got a huge show today. I'm so excited to get jump right in. But before we do, I know Scott, this sucks, but it. we have to do it. Just because we just launched Patreon, please visit our patreon.com slash Ajima Show. You can support us on a monthly basis. There's all this extra content there. There's artwork. Uh, and there are uh, early releases to tickets to our live shows, baby. Oh, okay. Wow. And you will be talking about live shows in just a sec. But also, if you can't do Patreon, I get it. The economy sucks. You know, uh, the middle class is disappearing. I understand. <laughs> we are becoming stratified between the ultra poor and the ultra rich. So, you know what doesn't take a dollar to do? Is, is writing a damn review. Thank okay, you. writing a goddamn iTunes review, a Spotify review, wherever you're listening to this, just pop and do a five star and do a review. It really helps us. We heard, we talked about it last week, but today yeah. we're going to talk about it again. Our goal <laughs> is to read a hundred reviews, hundred reviews. Yes, and we're please. within reach. Within, we're within so reach. Close. We're almost there. So please help us out. What so thank you, you so much for listening. Yeah, I just yeah. want to get that out at the top. I know it's like stupid business, but it really helps us because uh, the Ajima show is growing. You guys, you guys, because of you guys, we are growing and we're able to tour around the country or at least, you know, pay for it out of our own pockets. But anyway, we are going to be touring. And Anji, why don't you tell them our super exciting news? Speaking of Ajima show growing. Ah! We are growing into a beautiful flower and we're happy and proud and like thrilled and ecstatic and over the mood to announce a show April 26th on Sunday at the DC Comedy Loft. Hell yeah, Washington, D.C. Come through, Washington, D.C. Virginia, Maryland, all the surrounding areas of Koreans. (laughs) Norfolk, larger D.C. metro area. Yes, absolutely. I don't, I, you know, I'm unfamiliar with most of this area, I'll be honest, but... I've only been once for a college tour, and I've never been back, so I'm so excited to go with our show. So the yes. DC Comedy Loft has been so nice to invite us out there, so we're going to be doing a huge show, 225 seats, and yes. we need your help to fill it. So come on out. Uh, tickets are not released yet, but guess what? The first people to get, be able to get tickets is going to be patreon members so sign up for patreon or just patiently wait for the tickets to arrive but it is in april you have plenty of time to carve out that time all right put it in your calendar right now april 26th whatever google cal i cal we'll wait we'll wait no for real we'll wait (laughs) this is in real time we'll wait come on do it do it okay Okay, great. Thank yeah, you so good. much Thank for you. doing that. <laughs> no, but all kidding aside, me and Anji are so excited. We've done one in Chicago, sold out. We've done one in LA, sold out. Sold and out. we are coming to DC. We have no friends in DC. And I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I was like, why are we even doing this? But there's a huge Korean contingency out there. There's going to be a Korean spa out there soon. Yes, um, King as, Spa. King Spa is going to be out there, as you know, in the Northern Virginia area. So we're very excited. And uh, honestly, 2020, it's an election year. It's an impeachment year. What better place to be situated <laughs> right in the middle of the chaos, Washington, D.C.? We are coming for you. Uh, so excited. I'm About, so excited. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm like, there's, 2020 has been a heady heady time okay (laughs) talk about it sis what's going on i mean truly like in the span of has it been even three weeks it's been two and a half two weeks and a day it's the 15th huh it's been a heady mix of just ups downs roundabouts and like not only in the news like in the culture at large like the world literally being on fire yeah Um, and you know like that plus like just you know there's like this weird we talked about this um at the beginning of the year there's like the winter break doldrums Mm -hmm. you know like no one ever comes out uh like after the break raring to go everyone's like putting and like and starting to push their foot on the gas dragging dragging Dragging. their feet back to work and i think like i full of holiday weight it's true and they're like everyone's complaining about it everyone's like a little hung over like from the time with their family and hung over from like the food i mean there's like a lot of psychic hangovers even from 2019 
So tell us, how has that manifested for you? Because I came out of the gate. I was yeah, ready. My ready foot to was go. on the gas. You were rearing <laughs> to go. My, yeah, my foot was heavy, lead-like on the gas. On and, the pedal, yes. <laughs> and I, I think that it was a little off-putting to some people. Really? <laughs> because, like, you know, you ever, like, meet up with a friend who your, like, energy levels are not matching? Oh, I got rid of those friends immediately. <laughs> But After you know, I got like, into comedy, I was like, if you can't sustain the energy levels, you got to go. If I you mean, have like, a young child, <laughs> if you have ambitions outside of comedy, you got to go. <laughs> but I mean, like, even like when you meet up with someone for coffee, like if they're like coming from something and you've been sitting there just like reading or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what happened. Like I came in. It's a shock. And, like, it's a shock. People are like reading in a coffee shop and eating a pie. And I've come right. in and I'm like training for a marathon and like you know they're like what is this energy and i'm like oh my god my weight my like heart rate is great yeah. um like i'm like i'm like just rattling off i'm at like a 12 and everyone else is at a four ah uh, i see and so, so it's just been like an adjustment like i've got to come back down yeah, you're like, let me make some money. Let's go. 2020 새해 복 많이 받자. And then everybody's like, calm down. Anji, please. Yes, we're I'm still, like. We're still sleeping. It's true. And I think I was like moving my hands a lot. And like, I just, my energy was extra. Yes, extra, extra, extra. Read extra, all about it. I, I, everyone read all about it. <laughs> and... um. Like and like, it, I think it's been like stuff like that, and trying to catch, like, my footing a little bit, um, yeah. with other people and that context, and there's like, you know, life and everything. But like in terms of that stuff, it's been a little weird. Also, did today, bomb a callback audition? No. In a way, Peter, that I had not in years. What was I it was, for? I was, sh I was like shaking. theatrical or commercial. It was a commercial. You were shaking at a commercial callback. No, I, afterwards I was not. Shaking. Oh, after <laughs> I was shaken. I was. Shook. Oh, okay. Tell I us what happened. Rattled. I, I just went in and I for lost a commercial. It. I for feel a like commercial. commercials. You usually don't even have lines. You just have to sit there and look like something. Exactly. Okay, so what happened? And I died inside. <laughs> like I could feel my eyes be dead, and like them yeah. in the room, like where's the spark? Where's the magic? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I felt like I was like, trapped. Set the scene for us. What's this? What's the product? Um, a credit card. It's a credit card. And what was your role? I love it. <laughs> That's the line. I love I, it. I love. I like. It's the the line is basically, I'll never have another credit card, and I can't. And thank you, credit card company. And for being the best credit card. Honestly, this sounds like a lot of work, to be yeah. honest. That's a lot of acting. <laughs> Who loves their credit card? Get the hell out of here. Thank you, big capitalist daddy. Uh, <laughs> you're the best capitalist daddy. Yeah. And your your credit card dick is the best credit yes. card dick. And so <laughs> I have to say this. And like, I, I appeared and I showed up. I was a... Not late. I was exactly on time. So that means, you know, I was felt late. Of course. You got to be early to feel good. Yes. And Especially so, Koreans. Koreans uh, uh, Koreans doing acting or anything, we're always like fucking 15 minutes before the call time. Yes. People, white people be walking in 20 minutes late. Can I go first? <laughs> I'm on my lunch break. That literally happened to me the other day at an audition. This girl came in like dressed in the night and she's like, oh, can I go before all these 10 other guys? I'm on my lunch break. And we're all like, honey, everybody is on a lunch break. Okay. <laughs> Calm we're down. Actors. We're all actors. <laughs> we're all sipping green juice. That's our lunch for the day. <laughs> yeah. Keep it pushing. But anyway, so you go in there and you obviously did well in the first time because they called you back. Right, 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 right. And okay. you know, it's just like. It's my typical magic, smile, 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 sparkle, 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 you know, sure. the yeah. juice. Uh -huh. And I, I like, I, I looked and appeared, it's like me and a bunch of other Asian women there. I don't recognize any of them, um, which is unusual. And so I guess, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there are a little more theatrical people and um, they looked like really good at acting. And um as opposed to me who just looked beautiful. And so like I <laughs> drag them. 
And so I show. You're fired I, up. <laughs> I I really bombed. Like I wa- and as I was getting taken in by the lady, she was like, I ran full into all of this row of chairs, and like. <laughs> oh my god. Because Peter, you know I don't know why this happened because I was flipping my own hair like for a bit. You were and flipping your own hair? I was flipping my hair like like dramatically. To like you know? walk in and be like, hello. Because she told she was like complimenting my look. And she was like, of course, you look beautiful, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's like complimenting me. So like, you know how I do. I'm like, of course. And like, blah, blah, blah. And oh, I'm like no. flipping my hair. Oh, no. Dramatically. And it's in that moment because I wasn't looking. I like full on walked into a like the row of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> like so much so that I actually hurt my sh- I'm like. <laughs> Oh my God! Like pride she- comes before the fall. <laughs> and then How I funny! Go, and then I go in, and I'm just like, I like, I'm flustered, you know, like I'm full on flustered, and like I just, they need me to be easy breezy cover girl, and I was right. Heather. I was like Winona Ryder and Heather's, like you know, I was like feeling a little too '90s awk. And okay, that's kind of your brand, though. It is my brand, but I can do. I'm a good actor. I mean, I. I I curled my hair for this audition. I couldn't be, I can be confident and normal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it was just. It just wasn't the ticket. I have not bombed, like, like where, I have not bombed like that in an audition, period. Yeah. In quite some time. In many, I would say in two to three, three years. That's just Damn. Like, yeah. Do you think it was because you running into the chairs just threw you off? Because this seems like it's not that complicated yes it's that none of it was bad i think truly it was like you know sometimes there's there were a couple okay i'm gonna be honest here there were a couple asian people in the room and you know i do not do well in rooms where i feel people wanting me to do well um you know what i mean like, like you, you want a little adversity. Yes. You want people to like look down on you so you could rise up from an underdog situation. So I can prove them wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> you and I are driven by vengeance. <laughs> we, <laughs> this is what, how we thrive. We need to be put down and shamed yes! in order to rise from the ashes. That's the only way we know how to excel. We can't excel around like niceties or people yes. being like good to us. We, we just don't. That's not how we operate. It's the reason why I like she complimented me and I ran into the thing. I walk oh, in, there's no. two cre- there's like two oh, Asian no. people there and I can feel them wanting to, me to do well because I like smiled at them, they like smiled at me and I was like I was like vent oh, friendly. No. And then there I were Asian them. people in the in the room, in the callback? Uh in the room of uh for the, the waiting ad. Room. Yeah, for the ad. Oh. Like they were with the you know, agency. the market, the agency, yeah. They were yeah, yeah, agency. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's so, I hate that. Yes. I hate when Asians are clients and you're like, fuck, now I got to be like extra good in front yes. of you. Because you know you're judging me harder yes. than the others. Yeah. And I, I oh, could tell they tough. like liked me and they wanted, you know, me to do well. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to disappoint you. You're... <laughs> Like the fact that Come on, Asians in advertising, hook a sister up, bitch. Stop. <laughs> Turn the other way. If you're an Asian in advertising and an Asian comes into uh, audition, please just turn around. <laughs> Can you face the goddamn wall, please? I can't be having your judgy ass mom, like Korean mom eyes on me while I'm trying to fucking say, I love this credit card. <laughs> can't do it. I was I was supposed to that sucks. I was supposed to suck that credit card dick and instead it fucked me. Like I just think that <laughs> Oh my god, Peter. I I I have not I I texted my uh, agent. I've never been one of those actors. I texted my agent like I bombed this. H- how do I fix this? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Don't uh that's I I feel your pain. Yes. I really do. Never done that before. Guarantee you it's not as bad. Guarantee. Okay. It, it just it just can't be because no matter what you did, like they're honestly not even looking. I bet at what you're doing, they're going like, okay, she is a little shorter than the other guy we hired, <laughs> and, you know, and like, okay, does she look friendly with this guy or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're rarely looking at, uh, like, commercial auditions aren't re- isn't really acting. You're just like modeling with words. Yes. That's it. That's like really <laughs> what I do best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you fucked up, sis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell 
Well, speaking of auditions, yeah. I um, I had a callback too, actually, and I wanted to talk about it real quick because it's for um, a insurance company. Yeah. And it's a company that um, is very popular, and I went for the original audition. And here's what. This is something that I had never done, which is actually look the role they want me to do. That's great. They're always like, you know how they're always like, okay, I, we want him nerdy and I'll just go in with like a regular sweater or whatever, like no glasses, nothing, you know? And um, this one, they were like, oh, we need this kind of wardrobe. And I was like, fuck this. You know, you, if you don't want me in my hoodie, then you you can't have me at my bed. You know, like just fucking being a wild ass stupid bitch who doesn't want money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was just like, okay, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you self-sabotaging? Yes. You're afraid. You're fucking afraid. That's why you want to go in there and be like fuck you i'm fucking against the green and they're like oh, we don't care <laughs> so um you know 2020 and it's a year of abund- abundance okay of abundantment and uh abundantment abundance, no yes. Abun- abundantment yeah. <laughs> it's like abandonment yeah. but a lot of it um <laughs> Abundance and overflowing of the cupeth. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have an hour before this audition. Let me go to Old Navy and put this outfit together. Yes. Cost me $16. And I was like, I'll just return it. Yeah. You know? And I go and I get a call back and I was like, okay, great. It was worth, you know, doing That's $16. it. $16. And I go, that sixteen $16. And actually, the khakis look cute. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep. Okay. And I, love an I, I got. I love an old navy. It comes through. Yes. You wear it for a year and you throw it out. You know, it's not as fast fashion as um, Forever Twenty One, but yes. it's not as like well made as Zara. I don't know. Like, a, uh, sure, yeah, exactly. Um, so I get called back and I walk in the room and the client from this uh, this uh, company is like, "Oh my god, Peter Kim," and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "I know you." And I go, oh, my God. And the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, did I talk some shit? Who do I, what, what did I say to him? Was I like, f- did I fucking blow up at this guy? Like, you know, I'm going through all my like K-Rage moments yes. thinking like, how did I fuck this up? How did I fuck this opportunity up? And he was like, no, I was taking classes while you were performing in Chicago. Um, you're really funny. I used to watch you. I know NG Kim. And I was like, oh, my God. How is this happening? It was such a crazy When he said your name I literally was like Here we go There go God Right there It's true It's true I mean This is clear It's crazy This is is proof That you have to be nice To everybody You have to be Just smile through it hun. You don't have to do anything No bridge is worth burning You know You want to Unless it's a white man suing the company for reverse racism. <laughs> then burn the motherfucker down. I saw that down. shit for me. But, <laughs> a mile <Yeah>. away. <laughs> By the way, I bumped into him at uh, the Studio City Farmer's Market. It was psycho. I just literally, his kid bumped into my leg oh my and God. I saw him and I saw the uh, saw his father and I was like, <gasps> and I just put like horse blinders on and started trotting away. Did you? Okay. It was so... <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. I just didn't know what to say. I, I'd be so... Anyway. Did you guys make eye you guys contact? don't know... Uh, like slight it was like a but a nanosecond of like uh, gotta go neither of you actually and wanted to see each other no neither of us anyway if you guys don't know what the story is it's a long story um you revisit the uh, earlier I podcast i'll revisit the earlier podcast for the tea or um check out my article on chicago magazine yeah. anyway so <laughs> <laughs> anyway so this um callback went I thought it went pretty good. You know, they had me try a bunch of adjustments and I was like, and I, you know me, I'm like a fucking like mugging ass motherfucker. Yeah. Like my, I'm doing big faces and they're like, okay, just bring it down a little bit. Like just take everything out of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think it went well because I'm on a veil for it. Yeah! So we'll see. Abundanza. I mean, truly, after what happened with Good Trouble, yes, I don't think I've talked about this. Good Trouble is a great show that my my friend Sherry Cole is on, and she put me up for the writers' room, and I got really close. I taught, you know, I had a great interview with the showrunners, great interview with um, the executives at Freeform, and uh, turns out the creators went a different direction. Quote, which is something you hear every motherfucking day, and every all of our hearts break all the time, but. Um, since then, and also since my meditations, I this news hasn't really broke me That's that great. much. Like it is a bummer, but I do understand with the perspective that I carry into each situation that this job did not belong to me before, so it does not belong to me now. Oof. If it ends up coming to me, then amazing, great. Yeah. But I can't 
the reason why I realize that I get so upset when these things don't happen the way I wanted to is because I've already dreamed up a life and I've already imagined a future for this person and I've already started spending the unearned yes! cash Peter, in my dreams. I do that every single time I even get a callback for an audition. Every job. And then we get completely demolished. Our hearts are devastated. Our future selves are, kill, you know, committing suicide. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a part of us dies because we've dreamed up this thing. And that's a whole big, long way to say that I am not staying present in these moments. Ooh. I am letting my brain run away with a, with a, a fantasy. And then I build up all these dreamy dreams. And then when the thing happens and the hammer comes down everything becomes crushed and then we go into a depression it's like why are we setting ourselves up for this so i'm going to stop doing that even this callback even this yeah. avail i'm going to be like okay you know what because get this the good trouble job the writing staff job that would have been 40 weeks of work yeah. okay and i started dreaming of 40 weeks as a wga writer I know. for a one-hour drama yeah. that is it, it would have changed my life i started thinking about like cars i'm gonna buy peter you know what I, I mean so that i dreamt about what you would do with your money <sighs> <laughs> this is how much I love to dream oh, Is that when I other know. people get money I spend their money for them yeah. Yes We love spending money I love money. spending money <laughs> It makes me happy it God does. It makes me so happy Oh my um, god That's really what it just is Just give like, me a totally chance right. to spend money It's about presence Yeah this, It's about presence yeah. I love to do that though You're fucking right it, it, and it drives us You know why we love to do that Because we fucking grew up poor Yeah Right So we have the trauma Of growing up poor So all we have Is American dreams So we just keep dreaming Of these like futures Where we're like Oh we're gonna go from Zero to hero And this kind of Underdog arc that we have to like manifest in order for like the void in us to be fucking filled finally. Instead of just being like, okay, today is the day and today is good. Today is good. Today is good. And that is what I've been trying to do in my 30s. Yeah. And now towards the end of my 30s, I'm finally starting to practice it a little bit. And if you guys have been listening from the beginning, you'll hear our conversations go from like super angry, fuck Trump, into like really managing the stress and managing her trauma our daily traumas and there's a nice like uh uh growth and an evolution yeah i think it's an arc it, it, like a real like it's an arc. arc yeah that you and i through the taste of a, such a like un impossible industry this industry is made for us to lose and the fact that you and i are standing up every day and getting rejected and bombing we are a revolution Yes. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are Korean, if you're Asian, you're a, a part of a minority, POC, queer, whatever you are, and you're listening to this and you find it like so hard to be in your industry, just know that you not being a man and you not being a white man or straight is a revolution in itself. The fact that you are doing what you do because the whole system is made to shut us out. So I just want to say 2020, it's only the 15th. You're probably listening to this on the 16th. We're only two weeks in, folks, all right? Don't be down on yourselves. We have an entire year ahead of us. Fighting! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Danny Bowen. We're here with Chef Danny Bowen, founder of Mission Chinese Food. Please welcome Danny uh, Bowen. My name is Danny Bowen. I'll be the first to admit that I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started this. I mean, I'm, I'm Korean, I'm making Chinese food. So like, everyone I talk to in Korea, they're like, oh, you have to go here, it has like two, a Michelin star, two Michelin stars, and like, I'm just so used to that in the States, mm -hmm. about like hearing like about people's Michelin stars and like, I, that doesn't actually define to me whether a restaurant, if a restaurant's good or not. That doesn't mean that they're bad, and, and many times it does mean that they're very good. Like, I mean, right now everyone's like, I just have to get a Michelin star, or like, get, I have to be famous on Instagram, which like, that doesn't mean Like, that will hit a ceiling, it'll plateau, and like, I feel like what's genuine, like what comes organically, is something that like, is, long-term and more sustainable, then like, it's playing it safe. We're not taught 
in the States or here or anywhere really to speak up and like do your own thing. And so people want you to like make the food that you grew up eating or make the food that you trained and worked under all these crazy chefs and learned their techniques for years. Or like legitimize your like Right. Experience. Right. But like I'm neither of those. Like I didn't train to be a Chinese chef and I didn't and I didn't grow up eating Chinese food. So I think what would make a difference is not always just playing it safe. And we're back. Oh god. You know what? I love a chance to scream. I love- <laughs> we're the revolution. <laughs> With a revolutionary call. <laughs> what am I even talking about? It's like, oh, it's so hard to do comedy. <laughs> We're a revolution. Whatever. Um, you know who is a revolution is um, a guy that I honestly was going to put him as my yes. kick-ass Korean. No, but he deserves the but whole does, thing. Does, the whole yeah. thing. The story is too big. Yes. So I have to, I have to talk it's about literally this. Every single, every single out news outlet. Like was talking about him. Every single yes. Korean kid in America right now knows his name. Every Are you single fucking one of, kidding yeah, me? Every one, single one is that. Not only do you have to go to Harvard, you also have to do push-ups. <laughs> well, thanks to fucking Johnny Ass yeah! Kim. Okay. First of all, Johnny Kim, I want to talk about. Born, uh, he's uh, one year younger than us. Paisam Paisa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he is, first of all, hot. Hot. Okay, first and foremost, hot. Hot. This guy, he is, um, let me go through his um, his history a little bit. Johnny Kim, he's the first Korean-American astronaut. <laughs> he's a fucking astronaut, folks. You know when people are saying like, oh, cowboys, space co- cowboys and whatever, Indians. I want to be an astronaut one day. I want to be a firefighter. This is like white boy dreams. Now, because of Johnny Kim, this is a Korean-American dream, people. Okay, yes. let me talk about his pedigree real quick. Like a proud mother, he stud- <laughs> he majored in math. Massive. Okay, Massive. at UCSD. <laughs> then he graduated from Harvard Medical School. Yes, bitch. Okay, and then he and then he uh, uh, and then after that he was part of the Navy SEALs. What? what ca- I mean. Can there's no one more excellent than this person? Okay, first of all, <laughs> mathematics at UCSD, Harvard Medical School, not even undergrad. Yes, medical school. Yes, and then he was a Navy SEAL. This guy is 0.001% of 0.001%. This guy is the top, the cream of the motherfucking crop. Okay, I just got chills. Okay. Like, it's like chills. it's like the ghosts of all Korean ajimas like stood up. <laughs> yes, and, and all of and they all collectively hands are like. <gasps> uh, <gasps> yes, it's like all of them like it's like um, an ajima orgasm. Like every time yes. a, ch- a, a Korean child goes to Harvard. <laughs> yes, there's a collective ajima yes. orgasm, a re- collective sigh, a deep oh. sigh of Han releasing the Han of like <gasps> it was worth it. It, this guy is so fucking cool. I, I, there has to be a movie about him. And I'm yes. like, you know what? Now that I'm writing uh, you know, TV scripts and such shit like yeah. that, I want to option his story. Yeah. Okay? First of all, he's all these things. Plus, he was a resident doctor mm-hmm. uh, in Massachusetts when he was picked okay, for the NASA's Artemis program. Yes. And the Artemis program, uh, it allows astronauts to be eligible to participate in missions to the International Space Station, to the moon, and even to Mars. And beyond! (laughs) And beyond! Infinity and beyond! (laughs) This motherfucker... Okay, so only 11 people were chosen out of 18,000 applicants. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Okay? Also, um, so here's a quote. He said, fundamentally believed, he fundamentally believed in the NASA mission of advancing our space frontier, all the while developing innovation and new technologies that would benefit all of humankind. He also added, all things that are worthwhile are very difficult to obtain. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, this motherfucker is going to run for office one day, right? He needs to be the president of the world. Yeah, I mean, or, like, I would also, as someone who believes in conspiracies, wholeheartedly believe that if he joins, if he's in the CIA, I hope that he's in charge of stuff. Like, I hope that he's pulling <gasps> Me the too. strings behind, you know, all the stuff. He's a puppeteer because he seems like a good yeah. puppeteer. 
Yeah. I mean, he, okay, so in a 2018 interview in the Annals of Emergency Medicine, okay, okay. Kim, uh, Johnny Kim described himself as the, quote, epitome of that quiet kid who just lacked complete self-confidence. Yeah. <sighs> Heartbreaking. I know. He was that kid. And then he studied, 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 and became a goddamn American hero. Yeah. Okay. He was in the U.S. Navy, Navy SEALs, obviously. Now he's in NASA. He looks amazing in that little blue jumpsuit. I know, right? I mean, he's married with kids, but God damn, if he ever has a wandering eye for the for, for the other sex, I am here for you, Johnny Kim. And if you're, I am, yeah, if you're also yeah. just bored, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just step out for a yeah. second, yeah. I mean, this guy is a lieutenant, Navy SEAL Team 3, Navy Medical Corps, Navy Reserve. He's uh, won the Silver Star, Bronze yes. Star Medal, Commendations Up the Ass, Combat Action. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, talk, he's beyond kick-ass Korean. He's he is the, the, yeah. the Korean. You should change this fucking thing to the Johnny. <laughs> like I mean it's fucking insane this is like truly like every single thing you would want to do it's like yes. you know what I mean like you want to just be like us uh, go to like a state school and be like really smart like in a math cool way and like like cause like all of his um, stuff he talks about how kind of lost and he hadn't found his footing early on you know it's like he's that yeah. he's got that darker side of him then he like pulls yes. his shit together he goes to medical school and then he decides he wants to like fucking kick ass and join the Navy SEALs. The, the Navy SEALs is already crazy cool. Crazy cool. And like nobody gets into the Navy yes. SEALs. Yes. Like, can you imagine his body, his His body, his navigation, his mind. acumen, his navigation. Uh, his, read the fuck out of a map. You know that. Uh, his his nimble fingers. He <laughs> He's a West Coast Korean, fancy. He went to Santa Monica High School. Yes. So, you know, comes from a little bit of privilege. <laughs> and he's younger than us. Yeah. This motherfucker is younger than me and you. Yeah. He's our Tong yeah. Yeah. Can you even fucking believe? I can't because I am. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a Korean with this, uh, 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 at, uh, at this caliber. Oh, no, never. I never heard this is him. a different level of Korean. Yes. He is the. I don't know how we're gonna do this podcast after this episode. I just don't know who, what else to talk about. What can we talk about after this? Oh, Suni Kim is coming out with a new EP. <laughs> who the fuck cares? Who cares? Johnny's going to Are space. Are you going into space? Johnny's going to space. <laughs> Are you a fucking astronaut and a doctor, bitch? <laughs> Shut up. This is crazy. This is crazy. He's. It's. I, uh, Only thing, I don't. I can't. Maybe if he I started, can't even. If maybe like maybe because he doesn't have an MBA or is not a lawyer. <laughs> who can market? Okay, himself. there's still room for growth. There's still room for growth. Yeah. But I mean, truly, like he, he has to want to go to into politics. This is he too must. crazy. Like or this like is a cabinet. level of ambition that is insane. Right. Like why else? Uh, unless truly, this is the the dream of all dreams he is so kind-hearted and altruistic that he has a vision for a better world and he is the coming messiah other than that i feel like he has to go into politics and make a bunch of money right like why else what what do you think is driving him to do all this i don't know maybe the same love i just want to sit him down and be like just Chill. I, I want to like meet him. Just to, like, like come. Just stop for a second. Like, let us catch up. Uh, I'm a, a year older than you, and I'm overweight and doing a podcast <laughs> for free. Please let me catch up. <laughs> just like, just like, relax. Like, you should see your kids more. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What's up with your wife? Yeah. What's going on? I mean, for yeah. real, do you want to make out right now? You love her or what? <laughs> anyway, so NASA, by the way, is headquartered. I thought it was always like in Houston because there was like Houston. We got a problem, you know? Um, oh NASA's headquartered in Washington, D.C. Yeah. The seat of power in this country. Not only that. 
the exact location that Unji Kim and Peter Kim will be doing I Do My Show live on April 26th, motherfucker. And if I, oh my God, if our kick-ass, what if our kick-ass Korean is Johnny Kim? <gasps> you got to come and find out. <gasps> okay, if anyone knows Johnny how to get in touch with Dr. Johnny Kim, <laughs> please let us know. M-D-A-L. S E A L comma N A S A. If uh, there's so many initials, if you have any Korean connection that was six degrees of Kevin Bacon ass trying to get it, Johnny Kim, we need him on April 26th yes. on a Sunday just for 10 minutes to do an interview. We don't need anything else from him. Yeah. He doesn't have to tweet us out nothing. Okay, I just want to meet him and shake his hand and just like uh, 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 through osmosis, just get some of that juju. Yes, just a little bit of that sweet juju. Just that. Oh my God, I would die if I could and if we could interview Johnny Kim for Ajima show April 26th in Washington D.C. Uh, uh, Fockers, friend of Koreans. Yes. Fockers. And fellow Ajumas. Yes. Fockers. Assemble. Like the Avengers, you know, let's yeah. make this happen. Yes. Get this has to come true. Get into a circle formation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about fucking like Steven Yun. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about fucking like uh, uh, what's that other guy's name? Um, uh, uh, Daniel Day Kent. We're not talking about like Hollywood Koreans. Okay. We're over them. I mean, we would have I, them. 100%. Well, yes, I, I would interested. not say no to Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. Never. But who, who do I want to meet? Is Dr. Johnny Kim at NASA. Yeah. I'm this is the man. Yeah. I'm going to touch. Wow. I'm going to touch. And just in time for hashtag Korean American Day, by the way. What? Hashtag Korean American. It was Korean American Day yesterday. Oh, yes, right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just in time for this, this is a huge announcement, and I stand. I, I cannot help but stand. It's kind of crazy. It was like yeah. all of the newspapers, all of them. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is I was, because, you know, all the research that we do for the show, like, it's like everything was about Johnny. Johnny, 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 Johnny. Like it was in CNN, WAPO, like every single Korean out, like subsidiary that that you, you you could think of. It was the number one story. Yeah. And then I came upon this thing in the N Northwest Asian Weekly. Yeah. And it's just a picture. <laughs> it says there's no article attached to it. It just says, "Congratulations to Sam Cho." The first Korean American commissioner of the Port of Seattle. We are so proud of you. And it's just a bunch of pictures of his swearing in ceremony with a, a couple of other Korean people at the thing. <laughs> okay. Just, to me, it's, and his mom is there and everyone's very proud of him. But just the, the fact that it's like in the RSS feed of like through Google of like Johnny Kim, first blah, blah, blah. And then. Just to see, congratulations, we're so proud of you. Um, Sam Cho, the first Korean-American commissioner of the Port of Seattle. I just like, I, that to me is like, there's room for all types of, there's, we are not a monolith. It's not all about Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, it's very sweet. If you guys, <laughs> I'll put it up in my Insta story. It's a very cute little thing compared to like uh, the, you know, I'm sure this guy did very well in school as well. Um, <laughs> we're all proud of you. Um, okay, I want to go on to uh, talk about the Oscars for a second. Please. Um, Aquafina, J Lo, Eddie Murphy, um, everyone shut out of uh, Adam Sandler. Shut out of the Oscars and Oscar noms. And what's crazy? Did Adam Sandler not get nominated for Best Actor? No. Oh really? I thought he did. No. Oh shit! Fuck. Yeah, and Aquafina. I heard he was incredible. Yes, and Aquafina, she, she won the Golden Globe. She won for her. Yeah. Well, the, I hate how they do that. They're like, Ugh, the Golden Globes. That's just like a practice run. No one even cares about. But to not even get nominated. I know, not even nominated. Yes. That's a snub. Yes, and it was, and yeah. it's like it was not only that. It was J Lo. There was like a, a number of um, prominent. <laughs> Uh, people of color that have been nominated for Golden Globes and some of who won who were not yeah. uh, nominated at all for the Oscars. But while yeah. Aquafina got, did get shut out um, from the Oscars, um, her Comedy Central show already got greenlit for a second season. Second season? Yeah. It hasn't even fucking come out I know. yet. 
That's amazing. It's like the boy. I mean, how could you not after you have a Golden Globe winner on your hands? Also, it looks hilarious. It'd be stupid. The trailer looks, it looks so, hilarious. so funny. I'm like, I have to get over my own thing of not booking it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will watch. I will definitely watch and we will talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Trust. And yeah. also, um, the first Korean uh, filmmaker to be nominated, though. Hell yeah. Yes. Bong joon yes. It's kind of crazy. The, it's crazy. crazy to see, like, it's like a very, in, like, um, it's very rare that a foreign film gets nominated, like, mm-hmm. in the regular category. You know? Yeah, it's usually, yeah, exactly. It's v- it usually goes to, um, it's usually just separated. Yes. And um, he's not only nominated for that, he's also nominated for director. Yes. So I think he should sweep. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to go to 1917 again. Yes. A lot of people are saying that Sam Mendes is just like a, a safe choice to win. It's not he's not going to be all like people going crazy over it. But I mean, directing wise, I feel like this man directed the shit out of this movie yes. and no one could say nothing. I get it. Martin Scorsese. He's everyone's favorite. Todd Phillips. What a joke. Get the fuck out of here. It's crazy. Sam Mendes. Okay. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bong Juno finally doing something fucking exciting with cinema. Okay. Yes. Everybody else is doing whatever they used to do, and uh, like in a gratuitous fucking way. Like three and a half hours. Irishman, get the fuck out of here. No one's watching that. <laughs> a lot of people did. Everybody watched Everyone it, watched but it. still, <laughs> it also got um, Parasite. Also got um, nominated for film editing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and also international fil- feature film. Yeah, foreign language. I mean, it's like it is a tour de force. It's yes. like one of the best movies I think I've. It's like one of the most more perfect pieces of cinema I've ever seen. Um, Absolutely, I would say. Like, and I, I, you know, and I don't see a lot of movies, so you shouldn't really take my yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, surely I thought it was. Oh, it's a. It's not just gorgeous visually right or like a very compelling mm-hmm. story this is like some shit about the world we live in and it is like yes. a seminal movie a piece of a seminal mm-hmm. piece of cinema for the time it is for the culture yes. it's important yes yes incredibly and like there is no more pr- i mean every time has felt incredibly um like like fraught politically <clears throat> but i would say that right now and the 70s were certainly like that we stand on the precipice of a, of a new world order shit, you know, yeah. and that's what happened in the 70s. And you see that it reflected in a lot of the cinema. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's happening. He's he portends. The Absolutely. Be, get ready, Hollywood. Get ready. Get ready. It's here. It's here. The class warfare is yes. here. <laughs> I've been here, really. It's true. It's true. All right. Um, do you want to go on to uh, take a quick break and uh, move on? Yeah, I just want to add real quick uh, about Parasite 2 is that, like, it really, it broke records. Uh, It's become the first South Korean movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture and Best International Film. So, as far as, like, Korean pride goes, it cannot even get bigger than this. Yes, and it's also coming from a specific, South Korean cinema specifically has kind of been, like, having a moment for a couple of years. And and, and it kind of specifically uh, concentrated on a lot of horror, but all of the horror Mm -hmm. even... Um, and like vengeance kind of movies, all of that shit revolved around a lot of ideas about class. Like it is, we are, this cinema is being born out of a culture that, um, cap, that's what American capitalism hath wrought. And it is, yes. it is as a result of this colonialism that being colonized in this way that our culture is responding to. There is no better reflection for what capitalism does to a society than South Korean specifically um to right. like from, I mean, and i think before this i think japanese culture certainly would have been like cinema would have been like that too like you know postmodern malaise yeah absolutely and like, um post-world war japan II. though yeah. has such a strong sense of national identity yes. and also the you know, there's a lot that happened with like imperialism and like Western influences, but Japan has been like almost like hermity since the World War Two era. Yes. Well, I mean, we fucking bombed the shit out of them and had to, <laughs> and literally forced them to come back from 
devastation. So yes, <laughs> there's exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's more <laughs> like they have like um. It's a post World War Two, post modernity type of like malaise that could be categorized. South Korean is like this aggro capitalistic rise like what that does you know like yeah it's a very distinct pivot and it is um driven by capitalism it is driven by money affluence and like that desire um yeah Yeah. it kind of feels a little bit not in, in in the same way at all but how um the dynamic was with Britain and Hong Kong and how that like really just changed everything about people living in Hong Kong, even culturally, they've been, they don't even consider themselves Chinese people. They consider themselves Hong Kong people. So, and, and I think that a similar thing has really happened was like South Korea, North Korea. We're like, we, you know, there's all, of course, reunification and we're like, oh, we're all one people, but we effectively look at North Korea as a different country. And it's, and the culture is completely different. We we think about money a different way. We think think about you know politics a different way. And it, I I wonder if Hong Kong is a cautionary tale to what's going to happen to Korea. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, because what happens to a society and a people who's where like the capitalist foot is on people's necks day in day out and yet the only thing they continue to keep their eyes on is that promise of like a slight advancement you know and it's like the thing that um parasite really like highlights is that it's like so it like makes no judgments it's just the futility of it all because the foot is on our neck and there is like there there is no at least inside of like the foreseeable and what most um, lay people can do, no way out under that foot, you know? Right. And it's just simply the I, the presence of mind to acknowledge what it is. That though, mm. that shit is old school Korean. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that this, this idea of, um, uh, of creating art and creating culture um, that, is not only huge for Korea, but globally recognized, especially if we do win an Oscar, this will be, I think, a turning point in Korean cinema. And I think this will launch a brand new industry where Korean filmmakers will start crossing over as as much as Bong Joon-ho has. And he's just opening uh, the floodgates for, uh, you know, the creativity of our people, you know, and it's... And I think it's going to be a very, it already is, I bet, because it's gotten all these accolades in Korea. Yes. Because, you know, as far as like national pride, like it it doesn't get bigger than this besides like World World Cup shit, you know? Yes, it's true. And like, and he has really become like an iconic, uh, you know, status in Korea for bringing so much uh, like global eyes and attention to Korea and the fact that they're talking about this like hyper capitalized, um, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Like uh, class system and, and his satirical view on it is it, it, such a great way for young Korean kids to like grow up and be like, oh, this shit is fucked. Okay, the, 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 the we need the to do something about is it. It's like rocketing skyrocketing you know his hands on that fuck his fingers on that pulse and like that's Uh what we're seeing like i think this is this shit portends something not only inside of cinema but in all content like the way that um young people interact and um internalize the politics of today is very interesting because the level of plugged inness that most young people are is of a way that because if you don't aren't aware of what's going on, it, that's willful ignorance. Be- right. Because like young, you have pe- to yes. like actively block. Yes. What's because going young on. people now, yeah. and the way all of us are so plugged in to like even tertiary stories, right? Like I couldn't tell you how I know about half the things I know because I don't really read anything. You know, like I'm like maybe yeah. listening. To- it's just headlines yes. and yes. bullets. But, but the thing is, yeah. they internalize all that stuff. You know, I was listening to this thing about World War Three and how quickly that TikTok, TikTok meme kind of culture took that. Yeah. And how deeply these young people felt about the draft and about a potential World War Three. And yeah, 
I think we'll see this sort of like feeling of doom about capitalism and their place in it, especially if they're not particularly affluent and um, of war. It's going to be like nuclear war shit in the 50s and 60s. Like the it, like yeah. and like for 80s kids it was like being kidnapped and sand <laughs> quicksand. You know like these like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, quicksand was a, such a huge issue yes. back when we were growing up. That was like such a big fear instilled to uh, instilled in us by Hollywood or slash larger media. Yes. You know like we're like how often are we going to fucking go into quicksand? It was quicksand <laughs> and getting kidnapped. Truly like huge concerns of ours and and like but like for kids in the 50s and 60s it was nuclear war. You know? Yeah. And it's going to be like that. This is these are like this is a seminal moment. This movie and what's happening right now is portends what else. Pay attention, old people in Hollywood. This is what the youngs want to see, and they want to see it. Mm -hmm. um, they want to see it in your television shows. They want to see. They they want to feel this, you know, and they want to feel this way. So, anyways, yeah, that's, that's what it we're is. all ready for a revolution, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> all right, with that, we'll be we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Like, is revolution going to be the theme? <laughs> <laughs> the theme in the title. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's amazing Chinese food in the States. Um, and, but how is it different from sort of... Well, I don't think so. They don't They don't make General So's chicken in, like, you know, Hong Kong. You're not eating that. You're not eating that. In, uh, this, you're not eating that uh, in, like, Chengdu. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, but, but tell me what they're eating in Chengdu. Uh, amazing food. You know, like, food that's spicy, like, numbing, kind of yeah. tingling from right. Sichuan pepper. Um, stuff that a lot of people aren't, you know, that I wasn't, as a, as a cook, wasn't even familiar with until a few years ago. So. But is your food more, I'm asking now, is it more like what you would get in China or <laughs> rather than what you might have expected in America? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, you know? I think it's a little bit of both, and there's a lot of neither, you know? A lot of neither. It's weird. It's like, you know, I think the cool thing about Mission Chinese Food and what it is, is being able to just make something that is derivative, but it's also just an, our own thing. Okay, I have a very interesting kick-ass Korean. Oh, wait, wait. That's what yeah. you I forgot. We, we forgot. Oh, we got to do it. Yeah. It's Ki time for kick-ass Koreans, y'all. Ki Ki yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so um, my kick-ass Korean is very interesting. She wrote this very beautiful essay um, in, uh, in the Seattle Eater column. And it's mm. called Finding a Taste of My Identity. And uh, it's, she's an adoptee who discovers and rediscovers her, like, Korean roots through food. And oh. she goes to Korea. And there's, like, this – I was going to talk about this earlier, but there is a current law in, in Congress right now about adoptees so that I don't know if you guys have heard and we, we've talked about it on the pod occasionally but there are some Korean adoptees whose parents or foster families didn't necessarily do all the paperwork and so we're living here illegally and living and loving and working in America illegally after their parents had gone through to adopt them and it's because there's this like weird quirk in American immigration policy that like even if you adopt a child and you are the parent they have to apply for citizenship again. And you have to do it basically. What? Yes. And you have to basically do it exactly the moment when you come. Because there's like a visa thing. And you're also a baby, so you have no control, you know? Mm. So th that's another reason why ad adoption is such like a, a thing that's so costly, so, you know, like heavy on paperwork and bureaucratic mess. So they're trying to move forward a bill that would help um, streamline that process. It's called the Adoptee Citizenship Act. And this is like one of the few things that is actually bipartisan, bipartisan right now in Congress. So mm. um, th there's a couple of things that like are holding it up. Obviously, some of this is the impeachment stuff and people are trying to lord it over each other. Anyways, mm. this article is very beautiful and it talks a lot about this, this like recent wave of adoptees going back to Korea um, to try to like re-identify and 
also meet up with their parents if they can because there's been like loosening of things and also in Korean culture um, there's a great deal of shame associated with the parents that had given up their children for adoption um, right and so but now because a lot of that stigma is starting to fall away people and parents are really desperately desperate to find their children you know mm. and <clears throat> this article I won't go into it as much because um, you know, we're running short on time, but it is really a very beautiful, beautiful essay written very beautifully by a Misty Shock Rule on Twitter. And she's a writer, she's mm. an editor, and um, she, I just, I love this article. And it, I thought the way that she talked about our food was really beautiful, and the way that she talked about the sort of complicated feelings of someone a lot of the adoptees have about their relationship to Korean culture, um, where like, it's so divorced from who they are, even though it's exactly how they look. And so much of how people see them is that. And um, it's a very complicated relationship. And I think w this article and how she uses food to um, like find a way in, it's really beautiful. Um, you guys should check it out. And that's She's Making a Gas Korean. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, her. I'm very excited to go read her article on at Eater Seattle. Yes. Um, the actual link is going to be seattle.eater.com finding a taste of my identity I can't wait to read this yeah. this is very it's, cool yeah it's very cool it's something that I never have to think about just being a Korean American exactly. with Korean family exactly so th anytime there's a Korean experience that is like different yes. than mine I'm, I'm so excited to read about because you know it's hard just being regular Korean but to be in this like kind of in between world that's got to be like crazy as yes. well um, cool. So my kick-ass Korean today is none other than a comedian by the name of Dante Chang, which is two words that don't usually no. go together. <laughs> but he's a comic I recently worked with on a show at the Pastina Ice House, and um, he was so funny. He he's like he mentioned when he went up uh, that. Uh, he looked like a straight version of me, yeah. and he was—he you know, was—we do look very much alike. He actually looks a little more like my brother and my uncle, but he says we look alike. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, but yeah. If the almost the opposite type of content. Obviously, he's like kind of a straight, more like street um, thuggier. I don't—I don't want to say thug, but more like urban street cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and just a foolish, foolish person on stage. Um, so what a clown. Like I, I, you know, I haven't laughed like that in a while at another Korean wow. and it was so nice to like see someone refreshing with a new, uh, you know, a new point of view, something that's different from mine and just other Asians in general. So we got to talking and we, you know, we, we were kicking and hanging out and, uh, we were both like, hey, I like your style, I like your style. And um, he's just someone I wanted to shout out because I don't think a lot of other Koreans know about him. And uh, he does a lot of comedy. He's all around town. He's playing clubs all the time. Uh, but I thought since we have a different audience all across the country and the world, that you might want to check him out. So, um, yeah, if he's around your area, uh, please check him out. Follow him. He, he posts stupid, funny videos online all the time. I'm seeing this, They're really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. And does it, we do kind of look alike. You get it, right? Yeah, like, yeah I, can like... it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. the straight so, you yeah 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 exactly yeah. from back in the day it's like if you had never come out of the closet if I never came out and still hung out with AZNs, yes, that's who I would who look like. Is Dante yeah. Chang. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's our kick-ass Korean. Go check out his stuff. Um, as far as um, the plugs go, oh yeah, you got some stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm doing a show uh, uh, when this drops to, uh, tonight at the Logan Square Improv at 8 o'clock. It's called The Thursday Show. It's on a Thursday. I'm also doing Sashay mm -hmm. uh, at the Laugh Factory on Friday, <clears throat> and that's at 10. Nice. I'm sorry. I am dying. And then, um, oh. <laughs> and then I'm doing uh, Las Locas, um, headlining that show on Saturday at District. Very cool. Um, I will be at Nobody Yell at Me at the Pack Theater on January 16th at 9 p.m. Uh, also, you can catch me at Ugly Fruit at on the West Side, West Side Comedy Theater. It's a, it's a kind of an earlier show, but I think it's going to be really fun, 6 p.m. Uh, so if you're on the West Side, come check me out there. And, um, of course, I'm going to be um, at this. Uh, oh, also Friendship Buddies on January 19th at Verdugo Bar. So I'll be there, too. Ooh. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. 
Uh, but free. if you your CBS Diversity Showcase free. Free. I'm done with it. The CBS Diversity Showcase. Uh, we took the word diversity out of it. Okay. Uh, it's just showcase now. Oh, that's the, good. the diversity is, you know, assumed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> which I think is a pretty cool way to go about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, and uh, you guys could come. There's still tickets left on midweek. Come check it out today. We have our uh, red carpet, so I have to get all dolled up and figure out something to wear. Uh, but yeah, it's been exciting. And thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. And please write to us, email us at ajumashow at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us. Uh, at Ajima Show and remember April 26th we're coming to DC so if you have DC friends or if you live in DC save the date bye bye